Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. And today, what I'm talking to you about is um, another video on my series on infidelity. And it's called Reimagining the Future Hopes and Dreams After Infidelity. Um, again, uh, I've said this before, but infidelity is, is painful. It's terrible. It's hurtful. And it's, um, it's something I wouldn't wish on anybody. And personally, I've never had an affair uh, and I never cheated, but I've really done so many years, even decades of work with people who have betrayed that I have developed a real optimism and deep empathy for both the betrayed person and the betrayer. And some people watching this might say, well, how could you uh, have empathy for the betrayer? Because a betrayer is a person, and the betrayed person uh, definitely doesn't uh, walk away from my sessions feeling misunderstood. They, they know I get their pain, their deep pain. But what we're really talking about are uh, two people who are trying to find their way after a crisis. And it's a crisis that is caused by many things that oftentimes they don't know yet, that oftentimes a lot of the reasons that people do what they do is for factors they're not aware of, unconscious factors, uh, trauma from when they were younger, uh, relationship factors. So even though we could say it's a choice, and it is a choice, it is definitely a choice, it is often a choice made with someone that has limited resources of learning how to manage their own energy, their own life, their own need to regulate their emotions, both up and down, up meaning making them feel more alive and down meaning going from more stressed to less stressed. And so oftentimes people don't realize the deficiencies they've had in their lives that may have led to these choice points where this person made such a painful choice for their partner and ultimately for themselves to have a secret and to commit an infidelity. So when we talk about reimagining the future hopes and dreams after infidelity, uh, I um, not, um, I don't hold back from helping people dream. Now, obviously, in the beginning stages of this recovery, there's shock, there's anger, there's denial, there's uh, uh, a lot of ambivalence. Uh, oftentimes, the betrayed person doesn't know if they want to be in the relationship. And if they don't, that's an understandable decision that, as a therapist, I honor. And uh, at the same time, there's um, parts of these people, even in the very beginning, after discovery of the infidelity, that they desperately want things to work at the same time. It's very messy. It's not, it's not, it's not simple. It's complex. And so 
what we want to do is first, what I do is I help people, I help the partners understand more deeply where their feelings are coming from. We also help them frame their crisis as one that has both aspects of danger as well as other kinds of pain, but also an opportunity, an opportunity to to make this relationship more deeply connected than it was before, to help each person grow in the areas they need to grow. And my job is to help them reimagine the the uh, the relationship as it could be in the in their in, in their few, in their relationship in their near term and even far term relationship. And so what we're doing basically is holding two things simultaneously, or at least almost simultaneously. Um, one is the pain, which maybe maybe that's all you focus on in the beginning. Every couple is different. It's not such a cookie cutter thing. But at, the, at some point, as, as the sessions go on, as their healing goes on, what I do with them is I help people still recognize their own pain that's happened from it. And at the same time, try to imagine a future that's not only one that's, uh, that's healing from this relationship, but one that there's big improvements from even before the discovery of the infidelity. It's really not that hard because I think as couples, we're dancing in the dark still. There's not a whole lot of training on how to have a long, loving, passionate relationship. And as the author of the book, The Long Hot Marriage, I said that many years back, that we are kind of handcuffed uh, because our parents and grandparents didn't really show us how to have these relationships that are open and honest and nourishing. So I also say that I think the institution of marriage itself, and I'm, I know some people might just not be married, but they've been living together for years, but just use the word marriage as a way to uh, use the language, um, that the institution of marriage itself has oftentimes been based on myths. And one of those myths is don't rock the boat. Um, another one is only share the parts of me that will be or make it comfortable for the other person. And so the way marriage is, it's set up for secrets, maybe little secrets at first. Uh, I'm not going to tell you I'm angry. Uh, then, you know, like natural feelings of ambivalence that happens with couples where they may uh, say, God, I'm married, but part of me wants to be single again. I mean, there's nothing wrong. It's a natural impulse, but we can't share that, right? Many couples, they can, some can, but as a whole, people are very careful in what they share. So what I'm trying to say is marriage becomes a, a, a culture of only communicating part of who we are. So what if I help take couples on a journey of exploration so that they can begin sharing more of who they are in, in sensitive ways, in caring ways, but to realize that the most important thing they could do is create a communication as well as physical adventure with each other. 
when you create that adventure, when you're open to becoming more of yourself and your partner is too, then there's reasons for hope. There's reason to dream that this relationship could be wonderful, even after the crisis of infidelity. So as I work with couples, they oftentimes begin to get a glimpse of what relationship what the relationship could be, and that their hopes turn into some kind of reality when communication deepens. When the parts of each person that were not explored are now being explored and dealt with more creatively. When people seek out assistance, whether it's through therapy or workshops or 12-step programs that can help them. And so the betrayed person starts to go, wow, maybe there's hope here. My partner is starting to show signs of maturity and accountability. And as the person who's betrayed begins to gradually and maybe incrementally let down their wall, that the betrayed per- the person who betrayed starts to see that, wow, things can change here. And so uh, having hopes and dreams after infidelity is not only possible, but it's actually es- it's essential. It's absolutely essential. So creating a vision for the future that includes deeper communication, more sensitive connecting, more mature cooperation, more transparency, can uh, become a catalyst for personal and relationship growth that can really catapult people into amazing kinds of relationships. So, yes, I, I help couples build on that vision and take steps to reach that vision. I've been doing this a long time, and I like what I do, and it sure isn't because most couples don't succeed. It's because most couples I work with do succeed, and they succeed you know, of course, I'll take a little credit for it. I mean, I, I, I've done this before. I have some skill, and I um, convey uh, some you know, warmth, but also challenge. But it's also the couples I work with that I find that, these, that many people, they have with them, within them the seeds of strength and resilience. And they could put on the psychological x-ray glasses and see what might be going on more deeply. And so the process of healing becomes a process of growth. I'm not trying to uh, make it sweet, and I'm not saying it's always sweet. I'm not saying it's always a straight line. Sometimes I've worked with couples where things seem to go go well, and then there's a trigger. It's important to deal with triggers, and oftentimes could be a number of triggers that happen. And then it seems like, wow, it seems like, the first day you discovered I cheated and why are you acting this way? Well, that's part of that process too. But the skills that they've, they've developed, the strength, the courage to be more of themselves, to work on their own lives, to understand their own developmental trauma that might have affected some of the outcomes here, uh, that all comes into play and the healing uh, it, it takes much less time than if they didn't do that. So it might not be a straight line, but there is a progression.
And uh, I, I, I would say that if you're one of those people in a couple relationship, or you know people in a relationship that infidelity is has happened, there's some sort of secret or betrayal, but there is hope. And it's important sometimes to have someone help you through that, to help you uh, build build the relationship you want, to, to have the vision, and to carry through with it. So that's what I wanted to say about this topic. Thank you for, for listening. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.